0: Hey there, Braves fans. Welcome to another edition of State of the Braves. I'm your host, George McNair. Awesome to be back with you guys. Uh, as I have uh, come back into town, I was out of town and in Chicago, and yes, I got to go see a Braves game in person this year. Uh, always a treat for me since I don't live uh, in the or near the Atlanta area, so it's always a little bit more of a haul for me to get either down to Atlanta or to another ballpark. Uh, this year, my wife and I were able to go with a couple friends To Wrigley Field. First time I've ever been able to go there. Uh, As a baseball fan generally it's kind of a thing that I think should be on everybody's bucket list. So that was really awesome to experience. Unfortunately I got to see the Braves uh, snap their 14 game winning streak and score no runs. So you know one nothing loss but nonetheless it was Wrigley. Uh, It was perfect weather. We had great seats. Uh, So just an all-around good experience that would have been made perfect if the braves would have won but uh, it was it was a really cool thing to be able to do i will just tell you if you've never been to wrigley field you definitely should go i could tell even though i'd never been before i could definitely tell that they'd made a lot of upgrades over the last several several years to make the the ballpark while it's still incredibly historic and i don't think they've really messed with most of that um that character they have added some things that were pretty fan, uh, fan friendly. We had some great food right before the game at a barbecue place. There walked in. Um, there was a lot of a lot of concessions nearby. Um, so, uh, anyways, just a, a great great ballpark. And if you haven't had the chance to go there, I would strongly recommend you do that. And of course, when the Braves are playing the Cubs. Um, so yeah, I was at game one uh, of uh, of that. Uh, series and I just want to recap kind of what the Braves have been doing the last week uh, as it's been a little bit down but then back up. Uh, you know you can't uh, fault the Braves too much. I mean they've won four, they won 14 in a row so yes they they dropped two out of three to the Cubs which honestly is not the greatest thing in the world. The Cubs came into that series Losing 10 in a row is kind of a historic matchup of losing streak versus winning streak. But, you know, I had a bad feeling going into that game because baseball is like that where, um, you know, streaks uh, just don't, uh, they don't last forever anyways. Uh, You know, statistically speaking, uh, you're expecting streaks to be snapped and you had two, two streaks coming in there. And even though the Braves are... Uh, by far the better team on paper. I don't think many people would argue <laughs> would argue that uh, it just was seemed almost bound to happen. But nonetheless, Braves dropped game one. But the huge thing that I did get to see in person, uh, I was telling my Cubs uh, friends, my my friends that I went with, the Cubs fans. You know, I was telling them that Morton had not been very good all year, and they didn't believe me because Morton was awesome in that game. In fact, it may have been kind of the game in which everything clicked for him. He had had a pretty good game uh, the game before. It wasn't sharp in every respect. He did have a lot of strikeouts in the game before that, that game against the Cubs. But in in that one, he was just flawless through seven innings. And uh, unfortunately, the Braves just could not score in that game. The one thing I'll tell you in person, uh, the wind, you know, we know this anyways, but when you're at Wrigley, if the wind's blowing in, it is really hard to get the ball out of the ballpark. And the the Braves, I think I counted uh, at least four balls uh, to the warning track. I know Acuna hit one that I know he thought was out um, just because of his reaction. There was uh, another one that Olsen hit early in the game that I thought was out. Um, and I just kept being disappointed as the ball died of the warning track. So uh, maybe in normal games, uh, you know, other, other ballparks, the, the Braves get a couple out and win that game. But nonetheless, uh, they fell one to nothing in that game and even had a chance right at the end with the bases loaded to win it. Uh, just could not do it. Uh, game 2 of that series, uh, Kyle Wright, unfortunately, uh, did not look very sharp. Uh, and I was not able, because I was touring around Chicago, I was not able to actually watch much of that game. So I'm not going to dive too deeply into that one, but you just look at the box score. Um, you know, he, he allowed a few runs and unfortunately, um, that continued last night against the Giants is right. Seems to be going through a little bit, uh, a little bit of a struggle period. Hopefully he can adjust to that. I don't know what's going on there. He just seems to be giving up a lot of hits and a lot of base runners. Still, tra- still striking out some guys, and you know I'm I'm not concerned uh, at this point. But you know the the things that he was doing early in the season to be really truly dominant um, has faltered a little bit recently. So hopefully he can get back on track in his next start. Um, the Braves didn't do a ton offensively in that game. Adam Duvall did hit a home run. In that game, he had a couple, I think Swanson continued his good uh, his good hitting as well. And, you know, I will just say, I'm not going to go too deeply into this, but I, I was really hard on Duvall. Um, I think fairly, but hard on Duvall early in the season. And it seems like he's just starting to turn it around as he's getting his legs out from under him and, uh, you know, back in left field and all that. So very happy for Duvall. I like him. I, I mean, just generally, I think he's a really um, solid guy in the, in the Braves clubhouse, so hopefully he will Continue to, uh, uh, to perform uh, moving forward here. Game three of the, the Cubs series, the Braves, after a 14-game winning streak, had a two-game losing streak going. And uh, they snapped that one and had a really nice game, 6 nothing win. They got a great start from Ian Anderson, who went six and two-thirds innings, which is really um, pretty deep in the game for him. Uh, only, um, only two walks in that game, six strikeouts. So really good to see him. Uh, pitching well as he's been kind of out you know i would honestly just say he's been middle of the road so far this season I think his numbers back that up really nice day from Darneau he had a big three-run homer Uh, Olsen who had had a not a good series uh, I think his batting average had dropped down into the low 240s but he had a really good uh, game in that final game against the Cubs uh, three doubles and uh, Michael Harris has been awesome, and he had a home run in that game, another opposite field shot. Uh, If you have not seen Michael Harris play yet um, or haven't been paying too much attention, uh, his opposite field power and just honestly his ability to go the other way uh, is pretty awesome. And, um, you know, a lot of people have said this, but once he starts turning on some balls on top of what he's able to do going the other way, he's going to be a force. And so it's just really, really fun, really awesome to see that from him uh, okay so on to the Giants series so you had really a disappointing series against the Cubs um, after this 14 game winning streak and you're hoping that the Braves are not going to kind of come back to earth too much uh, slide back and you know um, maybe do away with some of the good the good stuff they had uh, been able to, to do over those 14 games and fortunately for the Braves uh, they took three out of four from a pretty good Giants team. So Game 1 and Game 3 were particularly really good games for the Braves. Uh, Had some late-game heroics in both of those games. Uh, You have uh, Orlando Arcia with a walk-off hit uh, in Game 1 of that series. Adam Adam Duvall has uh, actually some terrible at-bats against Radon in uh, Game 3, who was just very good and has been very good all year. Braves were able to kind of outlast him, get to the bullpen, and Duvall had a huge... um, huge hit in that uh, in the ninth inning for a walk off there that ninth inning in game three against the Giants was a pretty fun inning to watch uh, again the Braves had not done much at all against Radon all game um, they get into that inning Swanson immediately hits a home run to bring the Braves within one uh, Ozuna uh, had a kind of wacky uh, single the other way uh, and um and it was able to get on for Contreras. Uh, he, uh, Ozuna was able to take second um, in a pretty good base running play. And, yes, Marcel Ozuna with a good base running play is, is kind of rare, but he, uh, uh, he was very aggressive on that play. Uh, Olsen hit the ball to center field, was able to move up. And then Contreras singles him home, and then he steals second on a strikeout from Arcia and then he was able to score the winning run. So some great base running from maybe some guys you're not expecting uh, to do that. But I think what you saw in that game and what I hope continues is the Braves being aggressive on the base paths. Um, I, I think, you know, you're going to occasionally run into some things, run into some outs doing that. But I think generally we saw that last year, the Braves being being the aggressive base running team, making things happen, stealing bases. Um, I think – it brings something just mentally to your team when you are the aggressor. We've seen that um, at the plate as well recently, and I think it's served them pretty well. You can get into some bad situations that way, uh, especially at the plate. I think occasionally the Braves are a little too aggressive um, when when they get guys on, and and will you know first pitch swinging will kind of get them out of some uh, some good opportunities. But nonetheless, I think generally that is. Uh, kind of how the Braves play, and it tends to serve them well. All right, so anyways, game one and game three of the Giants series were particularly fun to watch, especially how they ended. Game two was the disappointing game. It was a very entertaining game as there was a lot of runs scored from both sides. It's kind of, a you know, each team punching back, back and forth. Unfortunately, it ended with the Giants winning that game 12-10. I think I heard something that it was um, – Only the fifth or sixth time in the history of the Braves franchise, which goes back, you know, many, many, many years, that they they hit four home runs, scored 10 runs, and still lost the game. It was only the fifth or sixth time that had ever happened. Um, But, you know, the bullpen strider struggled. Uh, This is really his first big struggle as a starter uh, in this game. And then the bullpen came in and really could not do anything. Dylan Lee was the only bullpen guy who, who pitched well in that game. So despite... Uh, four home runs uh, two from Matt Olson so again he's I think he's looking better and better uh, over this last week, uh, but despite that, the Braves fell in game two game four was a bounce back game for them it was kind of a weird game. They scored six early runs were actually up seven to one and then just held on um, uh, good old buddy Jock Peterson hit a home run against uh, against Jansen in the ninth, but it was a solo shot uh, brought the Giants within one, but the Braves were able to hold on very thankfully. And, you know, Swanson hit two home runs in this game. And, you know, I just – he continues to hit. And, man, I just hope he continues to do it. I I, I text back back and forth with a couple buddies. And, you know, it's, it's like, are we to the point where we can trust that Swanson – is not going to fall off the table, you know, because that's been his history. You know, he goes through these really great hot streaks and then he falls off the table for a month or two, or maybe even more, you know? Um, but it's always been said if, if Dansby can, uh, can, can do this consistently, if he can stay on those, you know, those, those high highs that he, he can hit, um, if he can stay on those, then he's going to be a great player. And, and maybe he is, uh, the Braves, Braves.com had an article today, um, their MLB site, you know, that's saying Dansby as an as a MVP candidate. And that's the first time I've ever heard that. But, um, you know, the numbers and the defense combined, um, you know, maybe he is right now. But again, he's got to continue it. Uh, throughout the course of the season, and and you know the long term of that is well, what do the Braves do with him if he really does have an MVP caliber season? You know he is uh, a free agent. It's hard to imagine the Braves um, paying Dansby Swanson MVP kind of money uh, when he's only done it one time. You know I think there was already a lot of question marks of whether they were going to bring him back or not. So. There's a lot of question marks there, but hopefully he can have that kind of season and, you know, chips will fall where they will otherwise. All right, so let's get into a little bit of Braves news um, before we talk about the big elephant in the room, which, of course, is Freddie Freeman coming back to Atlanta tonight. Um, I I do want to get into that a little bit, but we'll talk about some, some other things first. Uh, I wanted to just give you a little rundown on, uh, the all-star vote, you know, uh, the, the voting, the first tier of the voting, I think it continues through, uh, June 30th. uh, And then they kind of cut, they whittle the field down to the, the top, maybe it's the top five in each, uh, each category. And the Braves have some kind of everybody who you'd expect to be there. They're, they have some good showings right now. So, um. Ronald Acuna, to me, seems like a lock. He's second for the outfield uh, behind uh, behind Mookie Betts. And, uh, you know, you get those top three outfielders get in as starters uh, for each league. Uh, Mookie Betts uh, and Aaron Judge are the top two vote-getters um, in each league. But Acuna is right behind Mookie Betts there. And there's a pretty big lead Um uh, after Acuna. So I think he's a a pretty big lock and that's impressive considering he missed the first month plus of the season. Uh, and you can only imagine that he's going to get better and better over these next, uh, maybe over this next month, uh, before the all-star game happens. So I, I expect that he will actually, uh, be there as long as he stays healthy. And of course we all pray that that will happen. Uh, second place vote-getters for the Braves, Ozzie Albies, Dansby Swanson, Travis Darnot, and William Contreras are all, um, in second place in their respective spots. Just keep in mind, Contreras, even though he catches a lot for the Braves, is in as a DH, um, for all-star voting purposes. Now, of these, of course, Ozzie being hurt, um, unless he gets in as a starter, will not get an all-star game nod, so yeah, that is very unlikely to happen. Jazz Chisholm uh, for uh, the, the Marlins is uh, top spot there. Um, and a couple other options that will likely um, leapfrog Ozzie. Uh But with, uh, with Dansby, you know, he, he trails Trey Turner right now by a pretty wide, mar- wide margin. Uh, but, you know, he's playing really well. Trey Turner's early numbers looked really good, but I think Swanson has kind of bridged that gap a lot so it'd be interesting to see if he could maybe uh, wrestle that uh, that starter spot away from Trey Turner when it gets to the second you know the second layer of, of all-star voting we'll see what happens there uh Darneau, kind of the same same thing you know he's just he he's not hitting for a super high average but he's continued to hit home runs big hits a lot of RBIs I think he leads all catchers in RBIs And then again, Contreras. Now, Contreras, I wanted to just mention this. I've been kind of frustrated with Snicker. He has not played Contreras much at all over the last week or so. Uh, I think he's only gotten a couple starts um, at the catcher position. Some of that, I think, was Darno was hitting so well. um, But it just seemed odd that there wasn't like one or two starts, um, you know, more for Contreras over, over that stretch. He just sat a lot. And he had been one of the Braves' hottest hitters during that time. So just kind of weird. Uh, hopefully, he'll be able to get a little more opportunity over these next few weeks. Um, all right, so anyways, those guys are all sitting in second place in their positions. Uh, third place, Austin Riley is in third place at uh, third base uh, behind um, a couple guys, and I I expect that, I think he's very close to second place behind Arenado. Um, and if you look at the numbers, yeah, I think he absolutely is a guy who could jump up to second place. I think Riley is deserving of an all-star bid, but he's got to keep hitting. Maybe get that batting average up just a little bit. Um, but, you know, Riley's one of those guys that can go on some home run tears. And uh, if he does that before the all-star break, I think he, it can really boost his uh, his candidacy. Fourth place, Matt Olson. You know, this is actually – before his last really good week, and so Olson's numbers actually actually uh, very uh, much more favorable now than than they did a week ago, and I'm I'm still of the mind that he has not really played his best baseball yet this season, and if you know we haven't seen it yet with him in the Braves uniform, but if he goes on a tear, then maybe he's also a guy. He's not going to get first place. Goldschmidt is having a crazy good season, uh, maybe a top MVP candidate right now. But I think you could at least uh, see Olson as, um, an, uh, you know, maybe coming off the bench for the game. And remember, I don't don't want to forget Brian Snicker is also an All Star. He's going to be managing the game since the Braves won the World Series, and so that's kind of cool for him as well. And as far as pitchers go, I think Freed and Wright are still in line uh, for selections. But I do. Again, you know, Wright has faltered a little bit in his last couple starts, so we're going to have to see there, but Freed, I think, is a lock right now. So that will be really fun. I think potentially the Braves are going to have a lot of All-Stars, and uh, considering the game is in L.A., you kind of want to, you know, show up um, for the Dodgers fans with the Braves coming into town. Uh, Also, uh, really important Braves news, uh, some injury updates. You know, the Braves are in a situation where, you know, we're about a month away from the, um, not only the All Star break, but the trade deadline. And with that in mind, you know, some of these uh, key guys who are injured for the Braves right now, them coming back, the Braves being able to see what they have, is going to play a big role in the decision making for Alex Anthopoulos. Um, Tyler Matzik is really close to returning. Um, all signs point to him feeling really good. Uh, he should begin his rehab. Uh, any day now. Uh, he could even begin it today uh, from, from the reports. It sounds like he's pretty much ready to start that. And once he does, um, Mark Bowman is kind of the, the main Braves uh, beat reporter. He is saying that an early July return for Matt sick is very likely. And that's great. You know, the Braves bullpen has been one of the better ones in baseball, but we've, we've also had some, some bad games recently from the bullpen. I think the, um, the depth of the bullpen is is honestly a little shaky, and of course, bringing back Matzick in full form um, would would you know be awesome. So it'd be great for any bullpen, but. Uh, so hopefully he will get back and Matsick is one of my, he's become one of my favorite Braves. So um, especially in the bullpen. So it'd be great to have him. Uh, Eddie Rosario, Eddie Rosario, his rehab uh, for his eye surgery uh, also should begin any day. Now being a hitter, uh, it might take him a little more time uh, to get ready. He basically needs to go back through a kind of a abbreviated spring training situation to get him uh, ready to return. So he might return a little later than Matzik, Um But, with it being eye-related and not anything, you know, knee or arm or that sort of thing, I expect once he's ready to go, he'll be ready to go. And uh, so I I would suspect, you know, that maybe before the All-Star break uh, that could happen. Maybe just because of the timing, they would wait till after the All-Star break. But again, I think the Braves are going to want to see what he's got and make sure that he's he's kind of the Eddie Rosario that he was last season for the Braves. You know, it's it's easy to forget because Rosario looks so bad early this season, but do not forget what he did in the playoffs last year. Basically as soon as he put on a Braves uniform, if that guy comes back for the rest of this season, it's a game changer. I mean, it truly is. And, um, you know, maybe there, there's some needs or at least some perceived needs for the outfield or for DH, uh, Y'all know that I'm not the biggest fan of Marcelo Zuna. He's looked a little better recently, but Rosario would be another huge bat that they could put in uh, the lineup, and that would be awesome. Um, so he is nearing his return, at the very least nearing his rehab stint. All right, and then Mike Soroka, you know, uh, he is uh, also soon to be uh, beginning his rehab that's obviously a, a different situation with the Achilles and for as long as he's been out. So I don't know that the timetable is, uh, you know, there's, there really is no hard timetable for him. Uh, I've read that it would be likely about a month uh, to get him up to speed. I mean, that seems like basically a full spring training for a pitcher. Um, but, you know, they, they probably don't exactly know what he's going to show once he gets back on the mound. So I would think that a month is kind of the minimum him so you can just think through that if he were to get back on the mound within the next few days then yeah post all-star break or maybe an August 1st return for him but imagine imagine if all three of those guys were able to give the Braves um you know what you would hope they would give them uh Soroka I think is the biggest question mark of the three but but um don't don't forget either how good he was before his injuries so uh looking forward to those three guys Um, you know, kind of connected to this, I want to, in, in my next episode, dive a little deeper into what the Braves might do, um, during the trade deadline, what they need. And, uh, you kind of go into that. Uh, but I want to spend the rest of this episode talking about Freddie Freeman and his return to Atlanta tonight. I'm really looking forward to the game, seeing Freddie back in Truist Park, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, a bitter pill in many ways. With him wearing that Dodger uniform, I'm still not used to it. I still really, actually, uh, hate to see it. It's hard for me to even watch, um, you know, Dodgers highlights on on ESPN or whatever. You know, it just doesn't seem right. I don't really think it will ever seem right. Um, and and in some ways, I when I see him talk about it, I don't know that he thinks it's right. You know, it, I think he uh, there there are some emotions there that he's still uh dealing with and probably he'll have to deal with for the rest of his career but uh you can definitely be ready for some tears tonight um (laughs) from freddie freeman and maybe some other people too i I think the emotions are going to be as high in this game as they ever have been um, across the board Um, i think freeman is going to get one of the biggest ovations maybe the biggest ovation a visiting player has ever received in atlanta um, I really do believe that, um, as he returns to Atlanta for the first time tonight, it should be a Freddie Freeman love fest. I think you're going to see tons of Freddie Freeman Braves jerseys in the stands. Um, and, I mean, you, you see a few of those anyways, but I think people are going to come out and want to, to love on Freddie and show him how much we appreciate everything he's done for the Atlanta Braves. Um, it's certainly not lost on me, um, you know, he's already, uh, earlier today, he gave a uh, pregame press conference, and it was, I mean, he was barely able to get through it. He couldn't, he, he mentioned it, he couldn't even look at the press, at the Atlanta press, while he was giving the press conference. Uh, and even then, he, he was barely able to get out words, uh, just, you know, crying through the whole thing. And it's one of the things I've always appreciated about Freddie. He's, he's a real guy, um, and he's giving you his real emotions and his real feelings and responses. So that is going to be the case probably through the the whole three games, but especially tonight, of course, he gets his World Series ring. So that's going to be a really special, uh, special moment for him, for Braves fans. Um, You know, looking at the the bigger picture of Freddie, and and I talked about this a lot earlier in the season um, when when all this happened and, and Freddie didn't come back. But you know, the the fact is, and I don't think any of this has changed, but the fact is I think Freddie Freeman is going to be just fine. I really think, you know, he's going to be a Hall of Fame player um, if all if everything goes right and he's able to stay healthy for the rest of his career. I hope that for him. Um, but I do think that he regrets how things went down. I don't know that he's ever going to say that out loud, but I think he regrets how things went down and that he ended up up in LA versus Atlanta. Um, I think there's a sadness, uh, in that. And, uh, you know, that he's, he's processing through that. And, um, and, and that's what I think you see when he returns to Atlanta, when he talks about it, you know, the tears come out and, um, and so, uh, it's, it's one of those things, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm endlessly frustrated and saddened by it myself. Um, I just think he, he should have been a brave for life and, um, it didn't happen that way. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to rehash that again because we've, we've been through it. But anyways, you know, I hope that this, this weekend can be an opportunity for Braves fans to express uh, their love and appreciation for Freddie. I hope that he feels that wholeheartedly. And um, I do think in many ways this, that this is the start of the healing process of just making sure that Freddie is embraced as one of the greatest Braves, uh, especially Atlanta Braves, Ever and and he is that. I just want to take a minute to just in really basic statistical numbers, um, you know, to to point that out. So, Freddie has the sixth most home runs all time uh, as a Brave. Uh, He has the eleventh most or the eleventh eleventh best batting average all time. These are all Braves, not just Atlanta Braves. Um, The seventh most RBIs all time. Tenth most runs scored. Seventh most hits. Third most doubles, doubles machine as we know. Um, Sixth most extra base hits overall. Uh, seventh most games played. Sixth most total um, total bases. Uh, Sixth best on base percentage. Sixth best slugging percentage, and the fifth best OPS. Uh, that is Freddie Freeman, a great. And and when you go through all of those numbers, uh, the the guys you see ahead of him in almost every category. Um, it's Chipper, it's Hank Aaron, uh, it's Eddie Matthews, um, it's occasionally uh, Andrew Jones uh, in a couple categories. Um, batting average, and a couple on base. You know, you'll see Ralph Ralph Gar's name or um, you know Joe um, Joe Adcott who's a uh, old old school Milwaukee Brave. Uh, but you know, you see those names, and that's it. I mean, it, it's Freddie Freeman up there, and and you know. Uh, that that's through, you know, basically 12 years. Um, you know, if Freddie had remained a Brave uh, his whole career, he, he's probably one, two, or three in every one of those categories. So that being said, you know, he is a great Brave. He's one of the all-time greats, uh, not to mention he brought a World Series to Atlanta. And his number is going to be retired up there one day. Absolutely it will be. It should be. Um, and, you know, by the way, just a side note, I know this is about Freddie, but looking at those numbers, um, Andrew Jones should be up there too. You know his number should be retired uh, as well, an, an all-time great brave. I just want to point that out. Um, but Freddie, it is Freddie's ninth, and uh, man, I hope he. He mostly enjoys it I know the tears will be flowing like I said but you know just looking at the game tonight it is a big game uh, it is a big series the Braves come in playing well obviously I think they they' they're 18 and three in June and they have a great uh, great chance against some tougher teams here at the end of the month to um, to finish strong uh, Ian Anderson's gonna go up against Arias tonight Um and the Braves have been able, during June, to cut the deficit uh, with the Mets to only four games. The Mets have uh, come down to earth a little bit uh, in June as the Braves have played really well. So um, another chance to maybe cut that, that number even down to three if they get a win tonight. I hope they do. Uh, like I said, it's going to be uh, a really strange, uh, interesting, but uh, probably a fun night in atlanta so hope you enjoy it hope you're able to watch it i'm definitely going to and you guys have a uh, a great day and i will talk to you soon